If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, which happens to be my favorite, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. Each can of Recess is a lightly sparkling mocktail made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. They taste just like your favorite cocktails, without the alcohol. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, And this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode three of Married at First Sight Atlanta. Our most explosive episode yet. But <laughs> it felt that way. Well, oh, something. <laughs> so, what were our previous couples up to on social media this week? Not much, not much. And I'm so grateful that Couples Cam is coming back next week because I'm ready for that. By the way, did you catch the preview they did featuring our beloved Karen and Miles? I saw a half second of it. Okay, they were going um, steamy, I think, with it. I was just, I, I don't watch commercials, and I was just fast-forwarding, and I saw it, and I was like, huh, interesting. It's so crazy. Like, who would have thought that they would be the couple they'll use to spearhead the new show? I thought it would be Woody and Amani, but okay. Um, Yeah, so I'm grateful that's coming back because not much is happening or that I caught. But I will say, Courtney, from season one, who I have said before is my favorite well was my favorite couple courtney and jason new york my favorite couple of all maths history they've split up now did an interview and spoke about her time on there and what it took to be on the show and she spoke about how mean people were especially in the spinoff the first years i think i believe it was her jamie and doug and I think just both of them, because the last person, Monet, didn't really work out. So she was just there like a dating, like she was dating. And she talked about how in the episode she had gained weight, she was sad, and people kept saying like she was a brat, because that is kind of how she was portrayed. And speaking of people being mean and the fans, we've talked a lot about how the fans feel like they have access to them. I mean, we're probably guilty every now and then, but Beth and Jamie, Beth posted a picture of her and Jamie, and someone legit in the uh, comments said, Wow, this looks like a siblings or dating photo. <laughs> I'm like, people are so mean. It was an awkward picture, though. But um, yeah. And 
She uh, oh she also dropped a nugget that they didn't know people who auditioned for season one didn't know I, I think I feel like I knew this before didn't know what they were auditioning for they just knew like it was a dating show a show about love and all that kind of stuff and then when they found out that they told them when they selected people and they told them there was a binding marriage a lot of people dropped out <laughs> which is normal I would assume because you know now it's normalized but you have to remember that back then. It was season one in America. I mean, it's an adapted Danish show, but yeah. So yeah, and then the other thing she said is like, you have to be really honest in your paperwork because those people who it works for, they've been really honest on there. If you lie or if you say different things, then more than likely you're not going to get what you want. And then she said to pick, I don't know if they still do this, but she looked at maybe over a hundred pictures to figure out, you know, the kind of person she'll be attracted to. So she felt like they got a good job. They did a good job about that. So that was um, Courtney. Good to see her. She's in. She moved back to North Carolina now, and she's remarried. So is Jason, by the way. And yeah, um, I watched a little bit of the Q and A of Karen and Miles Part Two, and eh, wasn't that interesting? I lasted five minutes. I feel really bad about lasting five minutes. I was like, oh, I want to support you guys on your YouTube, but. Why why do you think it was boring? I couldn't figure out why I was bored. Um one, YouTube is not my preferred. It's not necessarily fun, you know, QA. There's all these pauses before they answer. Karen kind of talks a little, like she takes her time. I don't know yet. You go first. You it, it just wasn't my cup of tea. Um, but I will say the highlight of it was. I think they asked her if her feelings were hurt, how people saw her, stuff like that. And she said, oh, how did she take it? You know, just being hated on. And she said what she felt hurt the most about was how women especially know how hard it is to date and to deal with men. And they didn't give her grace and they just came on her that she's not being with him and blah, blah, blah. And I'm one of them, and I want to say, like, I don't know. And, and people have come to me about that, uh, come not come at me, but said things to me about it. But honestly, I still stand by how I feel about Karen. Like, because I'm you're entitled to the joy of watching this show is we tell people right up the top if you're on the show, don't don't listen to our podcast. No tagging. <laughs> Real. So, Everybody's allowed to have an opinion. Karen doesn't need to know what we think. <laughs> yeah, and then even if it's like, you know, I'm fine with it, but what we were shown, and again, it could have been manipulated because they did talk about, like, Miles said he knew her, and she she said what she was giving him was based on aura, and she didn't feel like he was giving his true self, and he agreed and said that there was so much pressure and being a husband and making her comfortable and he wasn't being himself. So she said she could read that and it wasn't the same, but he knew the real her, but we didn't. Like I say, like with the information we were given, yes, I know that some people saw beyond it and thought she was great. That's fine. That's what makes beauty the world go around. People see the different beauty in different people at different times. I mean, I see it now. I'm glad they're happy, but my only caveat is she said that we don't really, that we didn't support it. We know how hard it is to date men. The thing is, you came unmarried at first sight. There's no time <laughs> You didn't to come here to date. There's but no time know. to, you know, men, you have to give it your all and came on. So, yeah. So, again, that was it. Nothing really 
special. There was a video of Karen's mom and Miles just goofing around to Christmas, playing with bows. It was really cute, considering what they showed on TV, but we know they have a good relationship, so pretty cool. Jamie and Doug are in Florida again, and I wondered if Doug still has his job. He used to be a salesman, so I don't know. I thought he was doing, like, stay at home something something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I try to avoid her stuff a lot, so... (laughs) I shouldn't get that irritated at someone I don't know, so I don't know. And then Shawnee's is still on her own. But guys, this week, she had a sponsored post, but I don't know if it's all the way there. It was for something called Triumph Prints. They write, like, motivational pictures for you to put on your walls and things. So I don't know if it's, like, a legit thing or if it's for a friend. or Because she'll do wigs, like, her wigs and call it, like, a sponsored post, but it's her business. So I don't know. Who owns this <laughs> or if it was, but I got so excited, but I didn't follow through to see if it was. And then the final thing I saw on social media was Pastor Kyle's wife. It was her birthday and he was trying to teach her to do the running man because apparently she cannot do the running man. It's the funniest thing. He was running with his feet, shuffling his feet. She was doing the feet. He said, now add the arms. She just <laughs> put both of them together. It was the cutest thing and the funniest thing I've ever seen ever. She was like, I can't coordinate both at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's about all it is for the social media. So, yay, next week. We haven't decided if we're going to keep the social media. If anything interesting comes up, we'll mention it. But Couples Cam next week. so. So, one of our very thoughtful listeners and sponsors on Patreon uh corrected us for something i think we said two weeks ago um and i am actually very grateful for this correction because i thought about it a few days later and forgot to mention it on the show so in terms of like interracial intercultural couples uh she was mentioning that the season two couples and i think some people have said the miami season which i did not watch also had some like interracial like maybe a latina or two yeah i i know people said that but i thought both of them were latino I thought Ryan and Jess were both Latinos, so... I cannot provide a master class in white passing or colorism or any of that. But I think all of that factors into how we see the world. Yeah. So if you have a white Latino, I don't really... Like, I understand how that's intercultural. I wouldn't really call that interracial. Um, Davina and Sean from season two... She was, I'm going to say she was Desi, which means brown. Um, But I don't, they never mentioned which country, like, her family was from. And they never, her family completely did not participate in the show. So it didn't come up in that context either. We could just kind of look at them and be like, oh, yeah, that's an interracial couple. Yeah. And in addition, we had another listener, um, Rachel, on Instagram. She mentioned Mia and Tristan. And now I get it. I mean, I can see how, but it for me, I just never considered them interracial. Mia is half, right? Trinidad. She was Trinidadian, which I think is like I, that's all I knew. Some no, her, I thought her dad was from like Guyana or somewhere in the West Indies. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, I thought it was Trinidad. We probably should have looked this up before. <laughs> But, <laughs> I'm looking up these people. <laughs> yeah, because I get annoyed when I listen to people and they're like, how come you don't know? But yeah, I didn't really consider it because I don't even know why I, don't, I didn't consider it. But I think part of what made it so is the show not even addressing it at all. So I wasn't sure how Mia identified. I thought her dad was half. 
Trinidadian? I'm not quite sure. But yeah, that was another example um, that we were given for past interracial couples. But uh, maybe we should, maybe the phrase should just be like, this is the first time the show is acknowledging it. Yes. <laughs> because um, that would be a different thing um, on there. But um, speaking of our, oh, sorry. Did you have any more on that? I just, um, and this is, you know, a part of a very long, deep conversation that we will probably not have because we don't have the time. Um, but if you're a couple who, when you're walking down the street, no one's going to, and and any interracial couple will tell you that people look, I think that's sort of like my line. I can't call Mia and Tristan inter anything. If the two of them walking down the street, they're probably not going to get any second looks. If Vincent and Brianna walk down the street, just because their shades are are so different, people will take a second look. Some people, some of us have better things to do, but yeah, there are people who would take a second look. I mean, Tane, what do you think? No, 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 I agree. I agree. Okay, and and then it's just like someone like Davina. Like usually, you know, when people of a certain culture, you hear about it, you hear it all the time. Davina did not make mention of it once. Not even anything about my culture, my heritage, my pride. So it's like you can. The one thing I do believe in, no matter how much you see someone, I can't tell you how to identify. Correct. So if she just never brought it up and never said it, I'm not gonna force it on the poor girl. Well, not poor girl, but I'm not gonna force it on the girl. Because she just never brought it up. So I don't know if it was the show's decision because the world was completely different back then in season two. I put money on the fact that she did mention it and they cut it out because it doesn't fit with with what (laughs) Lifetime had going back then. Yeah. Or FYI. I guess that was the network. It was FYI. Yes, exactly. And again, the world was different back then. So either way, it's some kind of progress. At least they have, you know, because we've always asked that question why they've never that before but speaking of patreon guys we are having a bonus episode coming out and we are going to cover the special that they had the where are they now with kevin frazier where he talks to past couples couples that are on the brink of divorce people that are having babies and just figuring out where they are it's always interesting to watch things in hindsight you just have a different perspective from it. So I think it'll be fun just going through it, seeing where the couples are, what we thought about them, and just going through them. So if you want to listen to that, A, tell the people where they can get that. You can find us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash altercallmafs. Yeah. And, yeah, it was a good week. This week was long. Did you feel that way? (laughs) Like the week of work or the week of, week <laughs> of the of episode life. of the show? <laughs> the week of life. Yeah, it was a very was... long week. <laughs> Aid, are you going to tell us what happened on Unfiltered? I will. Not much. Um, <laughs> it was Dr. Pepper, Vincent, and Ryan. I did want to mention that um, they are back in the studio shooting Unfiltered. None of this, like, Zoom Unfiltered anymore. Um, Ryan was wearing a t-shirt that said equal. I think it said equality. Um, And I was like, look at him following in the footsteps of Woody, who I believe originated the statement t-shirt on Unfiltered. Both of them come off very chill, very nice guys on Unfiltered. Vincent is a little bit shy and reserved, but, you know, he's giving his best effort. (laughs) Um, Honestly, they didn't say a single thing useful. I will say this. They showed back both of their weddings, and both of them were just cheesing so hard watching the weddings. Um, so I think that they probably did work out just based on watching Unfiltered, but I have been fooled many a time before. Who were you fooled by? 
Um, who was I fooled by? Or at least on the fence. Like, I remember Olivia and Brett, I, you know, I was like, maybe they made it from watching Unfiltered. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, or, like, I remember thinking that Jasmine and Will from Philadelphia were going to make it based on watching Unfiltered. And that didn't happen. Vincent actually forgot about the pescatarian conversation. Uh, <laughs> Get that. He's, he did say he loves Chick-fil-A and he was a little sad that he would never get to go to Chick-fil-A and like, hey, wife, I brought you home some nuggets. But he was just joking and laughing about it. Um, he said that he understood why they were matched because they communicate well and they see the world very similarly. Um, and the bossy stuff made him nervous. But everything else was great. And Dr. Pepper said, me and Dr. Pepper are on the same page. She's like, I wish her family would not have done that. <laughs> And have them say bossy 52 times. Oh. <laughs> Dr. Pepper also agreed with you, Tane, in that um, the vows are important. She says you put, she, you put your heart and yourself into the vows. Yeah. Ryan said that he felt an instant connection with Clara. And they got along really well right when they met. And Ryan said he looks forward to building those memories with someone. And sharing life with someone. Uh, so yeah, it was a very, you know, not a not a lot happened on Unfiltered. Yeah, and this season we don't have a lot of charismatic people. And I really hope, well, it's inevitable. I really hope we don't do a comparison all the time <laughs> between last season and this season. Because last season we had, like, Woody. We had, even Henry was, like, you know, quick on the draw with comebacks. And Miles, but these are so far, they're like, eh. And this wedding episodes are, you know, we've talked about it. There's just not a lot to say there. When they start getting in the nitty gritty, when they, you know, the, I think the unfiltered episodes also get a little better when they have to watch back some of their behavior. Yeah. And and others, like they, I all the people on unfiltered really enjoy, I think, watching each other. Like Ryan was having a good time with Vincent and vice versa. So they can comment on like, because I, you know, they haven't seen it. So mm-hmm. I think that dynamic makes Unfiltered a little bit better too. So I don't want to spend too much time on it because, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good to know. We can jump into our couples this week. But before then, we always thank you guys for interacting with us, dropping the tea, like Subway is all up in my head. And I'm going to talk about it a lot this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Rachel did leave a comment where she said, Tane, I'm glad you're going to go easy on Brianna than you did Karen. I hope you're wrong again this season. Once again, guys, I stand by what I said about, <laughs> <laughs> about Karen. <laughs> and at your funeral some 80 years from now, <laughs> you're going to rise out of the grave <laughs> and say, I stand by what I said about Karen. That should be on my tombstone. <laughs> I stand by what I said about Karen. But, um, and Team Up also, because remember last week I had an issue with Comcast and we were wondering what Eric said about a paper. She clarified that he said, like, he didn't have, well, they clarified again this episode that it wasn't really like a, it was like a civil union just so she could get, like, benefits and stay with him. So thank you guys. We like all the information. When we can't get our stuff together and get the information, we like the information from you. But we can jump into the couples this week, starting with. Clara and Ryan. And we should say that a lot of the couples didn't feature. We had the rest of the two weddings, which was Haley and Jacob and Paige and Chris. So 
we're just gonna breeze through the other couples. Um, Clara's bridesmaids are like doing this thing. They start like they're going through the weddings, but then they start with getting on Ryan that Clara is so big on the physical. And I'm like, for the most part, who isn't? Like, if you're with someone, the next natural thing is you want to be with them. You want to be physically attracted to them. So every time they do this thing, which, of course, has to be a script from the producer. Actually, I think it needs to be scrapped. I hate it. Everybody hates it. But it's so interesting. Um, you can actually tell a lot about a person by how they answer the question. Like, really? Ryan did some great weaving and bobbing. I was quite impressed. <laughs> he did because for the most, okay, like I said, they're doing all, they're doing this thing where the bridesmaid, sorry, yes, the bridesmaids go to the groom and then they start asking them, what do you feel about this tonight? What's going on? But the way this girl said it, she's like, how are you in that department? No, but for real, Ryan is like, I'm not quite sure how to answer this question, but for real, how do you answer that question? Oh, you know what? I'm a king in the sack. Oh my God, I'm swanging. Oh my God. I Like, how do you answer that question? How are you in that department? Like, what is the correct way to answer that? There is no right answer. The whole thing is a trap. <laughs> it's a trap to see who you are. Oh, man. But yeah, so they're asking a lot of questions. I just think it's a dumb question. Ryan just maintains and says he's laughing and he takes it in good stride. He's not like me. I'd have been like, that's a dumb question. Why are you asking me that? But Ryan is like, it's between me and Clara. And I think that's between us. And then, you know, her bridesmaids is like, you know, good answer. We'll just ask her how it is. <sighs> oh, my God. Which is fine. But I will say, Aid, I am not convinced that he's totally into her. Uh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> because, I But mean, I'm not convinced that he's not into her. Yeah. She's exactly. a lot. She's a lot for think, first impression. Yes. I don't think he's, like, grossed out or he doesn't want to be with her or anything. I just feel like he's on the fence. But also it makes sense because he has that personality of, well, they're making him wear it like a personality. Like, I've never said I love you to somebody else. So, I don't know. But Clara tells us that she's optimistic. And they make it up to the wedding day after the wedding. He did not carry her over the threshold. And as we go through all the couples, none of the husbands carried their wives, which is a might be a first for Married at First Sight because they always make a huge production about that. Oh, what's two of these people spend a lot of time talking about how they go to the gym all the time, so they could certainly <laughs> lift it. <laughs> yeah. So I found that you know very interesting. So they're getting ready for bed, and Clara's hair is tangled. And it is really, really tangled. I don't know what that lady put in her hair. And that ponytail. I was like, that was just some filler hair? I was, yeah. That was some extensions. <laughs> and, of course, Clara is talking to herself in the bathroom. And she's trying talking to, get to the cameraman. <laughs> and she's making... Uh, they made a big show of Ryan waiting for her in the bed. Like, he's laying there, staring up. He's drinking champagne. He's just there, like, nothing's happening, and she's not coming out. But she eventually does, and she's going on about it. He tells her she doesn't look drastically different. She's like, oh, I keep my eyelashes on. That helps a chunk. I don't know. I wish Clara, um, I, I No hope... filter. <laughs> yes, I'm, just, I'm hoping Ryan eventually finds it endearing because I'm just like, oh, my God, I hope this doesn't... <laughs> 
turn him off of her. But honestly, guys, that was it. Like, there wasn't really much on them. They just showed them making it up to the room. That's it. Did you have any other thoughts on them? No, I, the room thing, because they had them lay in bed. And then she did an interview. And I was like, did she do an interview after they laid in bed? And she also mentioned that if sex happens, they'll keep it to themselves. You know what? They need to make... Well, you can't force someone to do... But I don't like when they lie to us about that. Because a lot of people in the past have done that. Like, going back to Courtney, they had sex on the first night, but they decided not to tell anyone. And everyone thinks they only had sex at the honeymoon because they wanted to keep it to themselves. So... But I guess they should have something. It They'll never have... If it works out, they'll never have this first first newlywed time together and they probably want to keep something they're sharing it with everyone they probably want to keep something to themselves so and I th- I'm always fine with people lying about <laughs> <laughs> that is my stated position go ahead and lie it's really none of our business we're already watching you get married watching you- like we watch so much you can have that for yourself yeah yeah that's okay <laughs> okay so we're done with that mm-hmm. so on to Virginia and Eric Virginia is talking to Eric's friends and she tells them that she's late to everything. Oh, that's a point of personally, but yeah. And she's out all the time. And his friend is like, yeah, that's not him. He likes staying at home, doing a nice dinner. I'm like, you people are setting this up for failure before we've even begun. Okay, so Eric sits down and talks to her mom. He comes up very like nicely in this conversation. Um, her mom straight out says she doesn't conform for traditional expectations of what we do. <laughs> Eric is shaking in his boots because he's like tradition, tradition, conservative. <laughs> Which makes me wonder, what did he put on his form? If this tradition thing is so important to him, didn't he put down, I want a traditional girl? I guess, but what does... Words have no meaning. What does traditional mean? What does her mom even think non-traditional means? Well, she said the norm. Like, what is expected of society? Like, she doesn't necessarily, you know, follow that. But I think they, they ask enough questions for you to be clear on what it is. But the other thing about this show is you get to find out, just like human beings in real life, where you think you know something about yourself, but you really don't. Like, you might consider yourself open-minded, and then you find out, oh, the definition varies for different people. I'm not really quite open-minded, so. Definitely. Something I've learned from, like, watching the show and watching them have their, like, first meeting. We as human beings don't know how to describe ourselves. And I think that's pretty universal. Like, if someone comes up to you and is like, tell me about yourself. We will list things that maybe we think are important. But it's really hard to... Like, the way your friends would describe you is, I think, usually much different. Well, tell that to the people who do it in the vows. <laughs> like, <laughs> your friends and family. No, I think it's... I agree in some way. Because I always say the way you see yourself is not ex- is not necessarily the way others see you. So, yeah. So I think Virginia was talking to her... To his groomsmen or her bridesmaids. All I know is that she said, you never know what might happen when she got the sex question. Um, But he sits down with his groomsmen and they laugh at like kind of how um, eager she was at the altar. And he was like, it was great, but I wasn't expecting it. 
And his friends are like, you're going to get, you getting it in tonight? The way his friends are laughing, I can actually tell that they are uncomfortable. And they're like, why, why were we forced to ask these questions? <laughs> and Eric, once again, how do you answer these like awkward conversation? He says, I, I'll see what happens tonight, but I'm not expecting anything. I'd like to cuddle. Yeah. Which is a good answer. I'm still team Eric. I don't know about you. I, I'm team Eric and Virginia. Part of me is like, I hope they work out. and but I won't be surprised if they don't. Well, they, seem, they both seem pretty nice, actually. Yeah. So they go to the suite to do the whole, you know, taking off the dress, going to bed. When he helps her take off her dress, he says he's a first timer. I was like, hmm, but haven't you been married before? Um, Wait, I think he means first timer to take off a wedding dress. Exactly. But haven't you been married before? Well, but didn't you hear what we said earlier? Civil union. Okay, I guess they never... Okay. That it wasn't a real wedding. It wasn't a real thing. Okay. Um, They have a discussion about which side of the bed they sleep on, and they laugh a lot. I thought it was so cute when they both admitted that they laugh a lot when they're nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they have a little cuddle and a little kiss, and then we leave them alone in the suite. Any thoughts or observations for those two? Absolutely. I think that Eric needs to get over this whole I'm traditional, I'm traditional, I'm traditional. Why? Because you came on a freaking show that is not traditional. So get over it. Like, I'm sure, again, the producers are prompting it. But again, on the flip side, I don't know if they are because he just says it so much. But he needs to get over it. Um, I agree with the same thing. I think they both, they laugh a lot. I find that very cute. But I think they laugh so hard. Like, they both laugh with their entire <laughs> beings and body in space. And I don't know if it's beyond nervousness, but it is. But I will say I enjoy seeing them together. They seem comfortable. Like, okay, let me put it this way. On paper, when they talk about it, they have a lot of differences. But physically, in front of us, they seem comfortable. A lot of it is her. I think she physical touch is a strong love language for her because she's always wanting to hold hands, lean into him. Even when they kiss, she's grabbing his head. But I like them together. They laugh a lot. They talk a lot. And I think you're right. It could go either way. They can either make it work and they lean into each other's differences or they're just like, I don't have time for this shit. And the last thing was when he was taking off her wedding dress, we got a little peekaboo of her underwear that was lacy. And it reminded me of that conversation where they were talking about sexy underwear for the wedding night and she was like she ordered some and they're on the way so I guess he came <laughs> <sighs> so next up we have Brianna and Vincent so Vincent talks with Brianna's dad who seems like a very sweet man mm-hmm. and Vincent seems like a very sweet man too he's like I'm gonna be a great son-in-law and he wants him to know that he's serious um, and her her dad is like, yeah, just work hard for her. She'll work hard for you. You can call me anytime. It warmed my heart. It really did. <laughs> That's because you love Brie so much. <laughs> did you notice they were so far apart? The dad and him? Yeah. Maybe they were trying to take some COVID precautions. <laughs> I think so. Because there was a table. Ordinarily, people just stand by the table together. They were way apart from the table, which is good. Let's at least there's some kind of acknowledgement of COVID. So the the distance they were apart is not going to save you from COVID, but nice try. (laughs) Uh, So then Brianna has a conversation with her friend 
she says she's relieved. They do the checklist about the bald head and the beard. Um, and she's like, I believe he'll take care of me. And he's very comforting. Then they start talking about last names. And she's like, oh, I'll take it right away. <laughs> <laughs> and I could tell that her friend was surprised by this. She was like, things don't change. I think she had said before that she might not. So her friend said it. So when she said she was going to take the last name, she's like, really? That changed real quick. <laughs> um, I do think Brianna and Vincent might be candidates for the... Because um, sometimes on Married at First Sight, there's that couple that burns real hard in the beginning and then flames out. Mm-hmm. This might be them. Or, you know, it could work out. We'll see. Um, I, so I agree. Because again, I keep saying, I keep giving him the side eye for that conversation with the stripper. I don't know. I can't get it out of my head. Uh, I, once again, not holding the stripper against him. <laughs> so Bree's bridesmaids have the sex talk with Vincent. Gross. And he, once again, you just got to come up with a good answer. I want to wait because there is a lot more that I'm interested in. Aww. I was like, it doesn't even matter if it's true. It sounds good. <laughs> Um, they get to their hotel room. Did we like see them? She talked about the dress, but then they stood and looked outside the window together. It was a little bit different than I think everybody else. Yeah, it was pretty pretty short. I just yeah. like the conversation with her friend. It was really cute. It's the kind of conversation I would have with my friend, so I thought it was. Cute. Yeah, she's got a good main friend for the show. <laughs> So, now we are on to the people who got married this week. So, we're going to start with Haley and Jacob. And we see Jacob in the hotel room with the boys. I think it's so funny that when you're, like, filming a girl getting ready, you can create a whole package between drinking while your hair is getting done, drinking while your makeup's getting done. With the boys, you're, like, in a suit, out of a suit. (laughs) (laughs) So he talks with his friends about hoping that his future wife's enjo- wife enjoys his weird stuff. As long as we're attracted to each other, it's all good. Um, then we move on to Haley, and she's getting ready. And she and her friends discuss her bridesmaid status, how she's been a bridesmaid all this time, and that she actually has two more weddings to be in this year. <laughs> I'm like, dang, girl. <laughs> thought her friends ain't shit i was like why are they still ragging this girl about always being a bridesmaid on her wedding day (laughs) i know and to be honest i'm like being a bridesmaid a lot of times actually i think reflects well on you like you're a good friend who people want to be around it depends and and being a bridesmaid is so much work (laughs) that like you are the friend who is dependable and don't mind doing all this work and spending all this money that's not always a good thing. That's why I'm saying it depends. Like, to me, being a bridesmaid is about, oh, your friends, your people, your actual people that you've been with, not to be a, not a servant, but not to be someone who's just working like a dog all day. So if you're picking me because I'm your friend, friend, that's great. If you're picking me because you want my money and you want me to do all the things and depends on, I don't like that. So that's why I said it depends. As I love people how just... reasons. And some people pick for aesthetic reasons also. That is, like, I'm so ignorant. Just like, yeah, you pick your bridesmaids because you love them and they're your best friends. Nope, <laughs> and it's changed. <laughs> they will not, I, I don't think of it so, like, I, I'm not a survey person. <laughs> but I do think, like, your 
for me, when I've been a bridesmaid, I have really cared to like make sure my friend is okay on that day because we are friends. So I guess I'm like, who are these evil people picking people for aesthetics and because they think that they'll wait on them hand and foot? We should pray for them. <laughs> yeah, being a bridesmaid is tough, especially for Nigerian weddings. God, I wasn't a lot. So yeah. <laughs> you just triggered me. So <laughs> <laughs> then we shoot over to the groomsmen eating. I would hate to eat on camera. <sighs> it, <laughs> I would just hate it. it. The reason why I'm sighing is I had secondhand embarrassment for Jacob's scene getting ready because nothing was happening. There was like obvious silence. Like the, the producers didn't even bother filling in the silence. But see, I I feel like they make it seem more awkward than it is. If you're your first off, one I, I don't know if I mentioned this. Last year Bennett said that these weddings took like four hours. Mm. So there's a lot of time just sitting there. And you have a camera crew there with people who are varying degrees of okay with a camera crew. So maybe if there was no camera crew there, they would be able to keep, I mean, they're friends. Could they keep the conversation going? Like, get their friend relaxed, all of that other stuff. But instead, it's like, you know, depending on the personalities, you've got this, like, camera there. You're just sitting for hours on end waiting for this damn wedding to start. They're going to pick that part and put that on TV because it makes you guys look really awkward whether you are or you aren't. Uh, Okay, but man, something about Jacob tells me this is true and this is on brand. (laughs) So, yeah. Like I said, we said this about Henry last year. And I'm like, if you don't give it to them, they don't have it to put. (laughs) So I was trying to so hard not to draw the parallels between Jacob and Henry because there are a lot. Uh, yeah, even their wives, but keep going. <laughs> Flashbacks on 100. He and his friend said the friend zone or the end zone. And I was as if those were the only two options. And I was like, no, there's the hate zone. <laughs> the hate is pretty strong for a first time meet. I thought they were talking about the marriage overall. I don't think I caught that they were just talking about that day. And I'll... <laughs> <laughs> so after he talks about how he's not giving up his dogs, hopefully she likes dogs, then they flash to her and her dog is there at the wedding. So no yeah. reason to worry on that front. Yeah, it was. But I think, sorry to go back, but the reason why he brought up his dogs, it was just an awkward conversation where they said, do you have any deal breakers? He's like, mm, no. Do you? What what the hell is your groomsman going to have a do? Like, think about it. And then he just went, maybe my dogs. Oh, yeah, my dogs. If she doesn't get along with my dogs. That that was just, oh, it was painful for me. His scenes were painful for me. (laughs) And I didn't like it because I like Jacob. And I just (laughs) wanted the best. And I'm like, come on, dude. Help me out here. But it was painful. It was. Um, So we flash back to her. And her friends ask if it's gotten real. And they talk about how she's done way crazier things than this. I cannot imagine what could be crazier. <laughs> she says she doesn't need a car. She can run fast. We've, so he's sitting around talking to his friends. And they say you need separate bathrooms for a happy marriage. That was a real boring conversation. Um, <laughs> we uh, noticed that she has extra bridesmaids. She's got the three that the show says she can have. And then she's got, it looks like, five others in the audience. All in the same color dress. Did you catch that? 
Oh, I didn't realize they were bridesmaids. I just thought they told everyone to wear blue. Because I she, didn't catch that they were bridesmaids. I guess they were like unofficial bridesmaids in matching colored dresses. But, you know, the show di- clearly says you're allowed three. This girl oh. been a bridesmaid 14 times. I don't think she could have ever gotten it down to just three. Because the only thing that I thought was, oh, she definitely would for the show. If she has to cut down your wedding list, you can. The only thing I thought was everybody had to wear blue because my thought was, oh, he's wearing blue too. I wonder if they coordinated because I thought everyone in the crowd was wearing blue. So I didn't think they were bridesmaids. Just wedding. You know how like a color theme for the wedding? That's all I thought it was. But yeah, no, I didn't catch that. Um, she is, they also with her really play up the whole, she's drinking a lot. But she did have, her dad did have a flask and she had one more before she walked down the mm-hmm. aisle. Um, she says basically what he says. Best case, attracted and hit it off. Worst case, he's terrible and we hate each other. Um, Haley's stepdad is great. Uh, he's very supportive. He's keeping her going through this very difficult time. <laughs> so she starts the walk down the aisle with her very nice stepdad. She looks so relaxed and confident. And his face is just like not reacting at all. No, no reaction. No motion, just though actually that was his face for most of the ceremony. Yep, he was emotionless. <laughs> um emotionless. And I'm like always trying to give people well, not always. Some people I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt. And like you, I like Jacob. So I was like, you know, he's an introvert or whatever. It's just too much. He just needs a little bit of time to process and then things will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they both checked things about each other in the vows like she said something and he said something um their kiss was awkward but cute what did you think of their vows i thought his vows were awful because he lost his place and he was like where was this where was this and he just lost everything about it and i was like even if you were gonna like whatever emotion whatever cutesy it was gone so i didn't like that that threw me off i thought the friends descriptions for them was terrible i didn't like that so yeah awkward kiss like you said terrible and he did not make eye contact while saying these vows to this person until like the very end Mm. how can you not make eye contact during your wedding vows (laughs) um so later after they you know meet at the altar and get married during the stand-up interview he says she's very beautiful i like her vibe he called her majestic and he said he's attracted to her. Well, it's good. Which is good. I think he's very nervous. So then they do their, like, champagne toast and they talk. Their their conversation is very boring. They talk about their jobs. They talk about his steak and eggs elimination diet. Uh, she talks about her skydiving. She just looks shell-shocked and he has no facial expressions. It was, it was real. Was it really awkward or was that just me? No, it was awkward. And for those who didn't, like, if you're just watching, the steak and eggs conversation was that he asked her, he says he eats the same thing, that he just kind of eliminates, he eats steaks and eggs every day. And she's like, all the time, three times a day, like for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And he's like, yeah. She's like, how, where, like a normal person? He's like, yeah, I just kind of did elimination and that just kind of stuck. And that's what I eat all the time. Where do you even go from there? I thought pescatarian <laughs> was bad. Steak and eggs three times a day is I don't know where to go from there. It's just oh, like their conversation was really bad. 
she's like quite effervescent but she needs someone to like give her a little and he was giving her nothing yep henry (laughs) (laughs) so they go and take pictures with and they meet the families he is like talking to his groomsmen making some strange jokes there was something about a nut tap i guess in reference to his placement of his hand during the picture did you hear that Mm -mm. Uh, he asks which bridesmaid has a knife to stab in the back (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) he said which bridesmaid should I be worried about (laughs) (laughs) it was so bad Um, they do more like family what did he say he said something to a bridesmaid that I felt like he was like trying to be normal (laughs) Um, they both agree that they hate everybody watching them awkwardly dance. Yeah. I think a lot of couples usually find that. I was wondering if their first dance was a fast song, because they seem to be dancing fast for a first dance. Oh, um, a question I had particular, in particular for you, Tane. Is San Juan as bad as Northern Virginia? No. Because that's also what's one of my favorite, one of my um, <laughs> favorite destinations. It is still in America, but you know it's not the same. No, <laughs> you guys have to go back to last season to understand the joke. Uh, for those of you who don't, but I know some of you do. Oh, so it was. I mean, there's she. She is not as bad as. Um, Christina was <laughs> with the whole like I'm very well traveled. I think she was. I you do wrote Christina Light. She's <laughs> one of those people who think that traveling is a personality. So I think she is. You're probably right, but I do think like as I said, we are very difficult people to like to talk about yourself. And so if you're just looking for something that you can just talk about for a while. The places you've been in the world. And I will give her that it wasn't just the places she's been. She's like, I skydive, I do this, I do that. Yeah. Um, and he he's just like, yeah, I've been to San Juan. I just got my passport. <laughs> <sighs> so Jacob's friends meet with Haley and ask if she's ready for his nerdiness. Um, talking to her brother, Jacob talks about his house. Talking to her mother... Jacob, once again, talks about his house. <laughs> well, I guess they're, they're even then. She talks about the traveling. He talks about the house. Because that's where he spends his time. He's had a song one, but he doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> <sighs> but it is something he should be proud of, to be honest. Like, if someone told me that, I really feel like I'll be impressed. Like, it's a lot going on. A pool, a sauna, what else? A beach. At, at all by yourself I think that's pretty cool it is very it is. cool but what else did we learn about Jacob last night besides San Juan in that house you don't have any emotions I, I don't know about that <laughs> Haley talks about how she doesn't hunt but I didn't even understand if he hunted I was so confused he did okay <laughs> um they talked about like both of them having lived together for lived by themselves for a long time um their ages didn't seem to be any type of problem for them they they mentioned oh i'm 28 38 didn't didn't really click as an issue yeah 
Um, these two are doomed, right? Um, I don't necessarily think so. Well, it's too early to tell. It's it not is too early good, to tell. It's not good first impressions. Yes, I'll say that. Because a lot of the couples that we've had have been comfortable with each other. Like, Eric and Virginia, despite their differences, they're still comfortable. This is just awkward from head to toe. So, yeah, it's too early to tell. They play awkward music for their bedtime. Haley does start laughing, and Jacob says he's had the urge to kiss her so many times. I was like, wait, is that hope? Is that a glimmer of hope, I feel? Well, he did say he's attracted to her. It's funny, because he said he was attracted to her, but was there any, like, body language? Yes. Okay, maybe I missed it, because I was just... It was it was a very awkward day for them, it seemed. Any other thoughts on Haley and Jacob? Yep, I do. Um... Even though it was awkward, I do think that they gave a lot of material show-wise. Um, in the beginning, I like the voiceover where Jacob says, this could be my last chance to find love before 40. And I was like, well, on the bright side, that means after 40, you still have a chance. But that was my attempt at a joke. And then he also made his corny jokes where he said "Last man that he's the last man standing among his friends and he'd like to take a seat. So when he said that, I'm like... I hope whoever they match him with is going to be able to take all this because they're not exaggerating when his friends say, are you ready to take this um, nerdy jokes? But I didn't realize it was this bad. Did we get that impression that he was this nerdy? Like we knew he was nerdy with the 80s stuff, but was it this bad? Nerdiness is one thing. I think it's the, the social skills. Yes. Yes. The inability to, like, make conversation. And maybe he can, but we didn't see it. He wasn't this bad at the the bachelor... Well, maybe he was. At the bachelor party, because I'm remembering when all the guys were together, they were kind of laughing at him. Not laughing at him, but, like, making fun of him, weren't they? Yeah. But it, he, he came off like he could socialize pretty well. Yeah. Like, I just, this seemed like it was the first time. Like, it wasn't a red flag. Like, we would have talked about it. Like, if he was that, you know, awkward. So this was a new thing for us, I guess. He did say something. I mean, Jessica, I'm sorry. I called her Jessica because she reminds me of (laughs) Jessica and Austin. But um, Haley said that she's been single for seven years, but she's not going to stay just because I've been matched or because I want to be married. So on one hand, I was like, yes. On the other hand, as we watched the episode, I do feel like she's a little prima donna. I did not get that impression in the previous episodes either. So I feel like I met Jacob and Haley for the first time this episode. Did it feel that way to you? Yes, and I never did quite figure out if Haley was attracted to him. Did she say she was? Oh, I don't think she is. She did not say that she is, and I don't think that she is. She made a lot of faces... Um, walking down the aisle and when she got there when he messed up his vows she was not she did not seem impressed when they were describing him she did not seem impressed either where people are like oh yeah she did not she was just doing but um I do think I, I and I knew that she he would find her attractive because he tells us that he wanted someone that had a Jennifer Aniston vibe and she kind of has that next door you know look he also said something not the norm where he likes a lady with a bigger nose. <laughs> I missed that completely. <laughs> Which is so random. And I'm just like, 
wow. He's like, if she doesn't have it, that's fine. But you know, I like a bigger nose. But that Jacob is um, Jacob is just different. But um, I want to say, just she keeps saying, in the past, I haven't given guys a chance. But she's been single for seven years. So what? I mean, I guess that means people have come up to her and she said no because I'm like, that means you haven't dated in a while. But I'm hoping that they are not Christina and Henry Light because I do think she's kind of like a diva like Christina was. And I think like he's a little awkward like Henry was. So I don't know if they were trying to recreate that again for this season because that was the quote unquote problematic couple of last year. I don't know. I think where they have hope, and this is a theory I have about this show, the the man has to be immediately attracted to the woman. Like, I feel like the men have almost no capacity to grow attraction, mm. but it doesn't go the other way. Women can grow to be attracted even if they weren't, like, happy at the first sight. Yeah, that's a point. So do you think Jeffy's not attracted to Shawnee's? What? Jeffy, he wasn't attracted to her in the beginning. So oh, did I forgot. he grow? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I guess maybe he did grow an attraction. Maybe he's an um maybe my theory is wrong or he's an exception. But I was thinking more like Jamie and Doug. And even like um I didn't watch the season, but I've heard a lot about Sam and Neil. <laughs> uh I don't even know if they were ever attracted to each other, to be honest. But yeah, I I, I hear you. No, I think your theory is right, actually. I think your theory is right. So that's why I specifically said, even now, I don't know if Jeffy's forcing it. I don't know. That's my whole point. I don't know if he's forcing it. But yeah, I think there is some kind of hope. But I think as they get to know each other, and I'm really hoping with this show, you never know what is editing and what is not. So other than that, I think it'll be interesting to see. I think her brother was kind of cute, but he was not about that conversation. He was like, I don't want to hear about your house, bro. Unless I can live here. And then the little side thing that I noticed, the photographer that was in this wedding was the same as the one that was in um, Paige and Chris's, which we're going to talk about now. But she made sure her mask was on for Jacob and Haley's wedding. It was completely off Off for Paige Paige and Chris's wedding. (laughs) I I didn't even notice. Good job. So, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where they go from there because I don't think that she's in right now. Even when he took off her wedding dress, she said, just do the two top buttons. I'll do the rest myself. That's, yeah. When you like a guy, you're doing your little, ha-ha, ha-ha. She's just like, I'll do the rest myself. Thanks. So I don't think she's in yet. If she is next episode, I'm going to be hella surprised. But for right now, I don't know. And happy because, once again, I like these two. Separately. They seem pretty cool. Yeah. I do think what gives them hope is Haley is one of the few people on this show who has been self-reflective. So I think that's going to come in handy. Like, I think she has a good handle of herself, knows herself um, a little bit. Because she said, you know, I'm usually picky, I'm usually this. I'm just going to give it a shot, and there's a reason why we're matched. And I've always said, those are the best kind of people to be on this show. So, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Oh, Lord. (laughs) You know what? Before I start, Aid, I'm just going to let you give a summary of of this 
this we are about to discuss. Paige and Chris, not a summary, but what are your feelings? First off, dear listeners, I was in big trouble last night because (laughs) we know, like Tate and I know, I watch a show basically as it's airing and she watches right after. Ergo, I should not be texting her during the show, but I couldn't (laughs) help myself. I sent her a text message. Two sentences, didn't say any names, but used the word horrified three times. (laughs) (laughs) Tane was not pleased. I was not pleased. I was like, don't tell me. And again, if you use horrified three times and we're talking about married at first sight, who else are we talking about? (laughs) I was like, I could have been talking about anybody. The show. (laughs) Ryan? (laughs) (laughs) Brie? It is Chris. Chris is and, the only demon in the show. <laughs> and now that, I, and originally, I actually wanted us to record very, very late in the night because I was like, I don't know, like the amount of emotions I'm feeling right now. I don't know if I can sustain this until tomorrow. Lo and behold, people, the more I've had time to think about it, the the more words I've tried to come up with: horrified, verklempt, aghast. <laughs> to describe I mean I was literally like lying in bed thinking about how could how could this be so terrible how could God produce a human being that is so terrible maybe he didn't my joke was gonna be bad I'm gonna stop I was like maybe he cultivated (laughs) I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop sorry guys but let's get into So we pick up where we left Paige, you know, pacing around, ready to meet this husband that has been destined for her. She's still thinking it's her destiny while Chris is hoping that she is the one he prayed for, but he's still scared that she could be unattractive. Bruh, if she's the one you prayed for, don't you trust God to give you somebody that you be attracted to, son? Your fake pastor friend didn't tell you that, but I digress. Her Did dad it ever occur his... to him or his shit father <laughs> to ask the question, is she attracted to him? Shouldn't that be a concern too? No, he's the shit. He's okay. a franchise owner. Okay. So, <laughs> her dad and her stepdad are walking her down. And as they're walking her down, I just realized back-to-back seasons where we have uh, women with a good uh, relationship with her dad and her stepdad because if you remember, Amani had her dad and her stepdad, so I liked it two in a row. And as soon as she walks, if you remember last episode, he says, "Oh shit!" And I can't tell by his face if that's a good "oh shit" or a bad "oh shit." So Chris's father, El Grosso, is like, "She's gorgeous." I'm like, "Okay, so that's good." But I'm guessing they know his taste at this point his smile seems like he likes what he sees even if his mom seemed the opposite i don't know if you saw this but his mom had a stank face for a long while she eventually smiled but she had a stank face for a while so Paige's family and friend they do the descriptions i thought Paige's was really good i really liked hers and then his dad was just like jesus i thank you like so dramatic like the apple didn't fall far from the tree but it made me laugh so they start talking about um, Chris as they describe him. And then one of the descriptions is he is well on his way to building an empire. I'm like, with one Subway franchise? Like, where are we going with this? Like, this whole thing. Ever since I found out the Subway thing, I'm just, like, annoyed by everything. 
So her friends, her, what they, as they describe him, like his description to me, if I heard that description, I don't know if I'm going to go through with the wedding. But his they friends... They made him sound so shallow. Very. So he, he, they mentioned that they, he likes nice things and the camera cut to his, her friend. I think she was like, huh? Like what? Because after a certain age, like is that really you know what, I'm not going to judge, I'm just going to go. And then they mentioned the honeymoon baby, and then they pan to his mom's face. She's still mad, stank face still on. She hasn't smiled once at this point. So he starts Can reading- I throw out a theory about his mother? Go ahead. When men are trash, their mothers always know. <laughs> go on. Um, I agree with you on that. So she probably knew, she's just like, ooh, this girl don't know. What's she about to get into? But um, he's reading his vows, and I'm like, what is with this politician hands that he's doing? For those who don't know, the politician hand is when they kind of half curl their hands and they just keep bobbing it up and down as they speak. I'm like, it's your vows. What are you doing? Which tells you that it's not genuine. Well, I mean, as genuine as it can be when you're just meeting someone for the first time. But when he said in his vows, like, I promise to share closet space with you, that is what makes his mom smile, finally. But the fact that that's even in his vow... Well, I guess it is funny. It's just because I don't like Chris that I find it annoying. He blinked a lot. Uh, when Paige started saying her vows, he was just blinking a lot. But I feel, in my mind, I feel like he was just trying to bring himself back to the present. Because, honestly, I'm not going to lie. From what I knew about Chris, and we've seen Paige, I'm like, Chris is going to be fixated on her ass. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I already knew that. So I was just like, maybe he's just trying to concentrate, concentrate. But he was blinking a lot. Then they they said, you may now kiss your bride. Funny enough, of all the couples, this was the couple that had an awkward pause. Because Chris asked, can I kiss you? You guys know how I hate that. He's like, can I kiss you? She's like, yeah. He goes, oh, where? On the cheek? On the God damn, just kiss. I don't <laughs> like all this preamble, this thing. You could have just done it and be done. And she's like, oh, yeah, you can kiss me on the lips. And he seemed genuinely surprised that she said you can kiss on the lips. But anyways, Paige has finally fulfilled her destiny. I'm a wife. I'm finally married. And they're walking. And he tells her that she looks beautiful. I don't think I ever noticed, but ever since, I want to say Christina made a comment to Henry where she's like, I don't know what you think. If you're attracted to me, do I look good? Do I whatever? I became... Um, cognizant of the fact that it's just nice. Like, even if you don't like the person or anything, just tell the person, you look nice. You're beautiful. It's their wedding day. Like, they're probably not having the wedding that they thought about or had all the people that they want there. So just give a compliment and say, you look nice. So I thought it was nice that Chris told her that she looks beautiful and he tells her her dress is fire. And then he confirms to us, up until this point, I wasn't sure what he thought. But he confirms to us that, oh, he thinks that she's beautiful. She has a nice shape. Honestly, in my head, I'm like, this guy wants to say she has a nice ass. But it's married at first sight. You can't quite say that. But he does say her smile lights up a room. They have their first post-marriage convo. And she tells him about the infinity tattoo. I've seen some people on social media say that that's such a basic tattoo. People are so mean. But Where's <laughs> the line? And she, he asks her, what do you do? And then she says, I'm an accountant, so I'm going to keep you in check with your spending habits. And he just keeps saying, oh, that's scary. 
that's scary. We're not quite sure why. I don't know if his books. Say why it was scary. Yes, what maybe his say? books at Subway are not being kept right. I don't know, but he just kept saying. Is he paying off the mob? <laughs> and what then, is he not paying? <laughs> Paige asked him, so what do you do? And dear listeners, I am the youngest black-owned franchise owner of a particular brand. That is a long way to say I own a subway. <laughs> and the other part is like <clears throat> the more qualifications. Yep. I'll give people an example. Do not get it twisted. Kamala Harris being the vice president of the United States is a big deal. But one stat I heard is like she's the first vice president from like west of the Mississippi or something like that. And it's like by the time you throw in all of the firsts. <laughs> This is not so first anymore. Does that make sense? No, it like, does. I'm the youngest uh, of the black of the... the, uh, the uh, <laughs> no, it makes sense. I work in marketing, and part of what I do is, like, we get accolades for, like, whatever product it is. And the number one rule is the more the qualifiers, the less believable it is. You keep it simple, stupid. So, <laughs> so you could just say I own a franchise, and that's impressive all by itself. Yep. Well, he continues to add and says that he flips properties. I don't know if he said that before. That was the first time I was hearing it. And then Paige is like, oh, that's cool. I'm a realtor on the side. And again, Black Girl Magic. I'm so proud of how accomplished the women in the season are with Brie and then with Paige. Great. So they're talking about tattoos. And he, no, he asked her, how many tattoos do you have? She says three. And then he, she asked him about his and she sees one that is fresh on his wrist. And she goes, oh, that seems fresh. Oh, why did you get that, you know, recent? What inspired you to get it? And they've known each other 15 minutes or something. He's <laughs> like, to be honest with you, my ex, I had my ex name on there in 2020. And I just had to cover it up. You could just tell that Paige was thrown off. Paige was like, excuse me, what? She didn't quite say anything. But she asked about dogs. And he's all, oh, interesting. She said, she mentioned that she had a dog. And he says interesting a lot. And I always feel like interesting is, fill a, you don't know what to say, so you just like fill a words. And he's all, yeah, my ex had one. And guys, this is why I say you have to heal before you come on the show. Like, in how many seconds he's talked about his ex twice? It was awful. It was I mean, terrible. it was terrible. Because he could have taken, like... I don't think Eric has mentioned to Virginia that he's been married before, and I don't see any issue with it. Like, yes, wait yes. till the next day. You know, like yes. let's do the wedding. Oh, at the end of the day, yes, you guys are meeting each other for the first time. You're trying to get to know each other, but there should never have been this much discussion about your ex in this very first conversation. Yeah, it's her wedding day, and she just met you. It's a lot to digest. Like, just pace yourself. But he's not a self-actualized human being, so oh God, no. I'm expecting too much from him. So he did not face himself, and he just dropped, I was engaged. I'm like, what? wow, you must really hate this girl, and you don't even know her. But she tells us that, you know, it's not exactly a red flag, but it's a yellow flag, and, ugh, man, I feel for Paige. But anyways, it's picture time, and they're about to take pictures. His mom was really nice to her, came up to her, welcomed her, gave her a hug, told her she's pretty. His dad, guys gross disgusting 
El Grosso. First of all, before he even said anything, it was the way he looked at her. Even that made me uncomfortable. I don't know if he meant it or not. I don't care. But I could pick up on whatever it was and I didn't like how it was. He tells us, oh, he was talking to Chris and he's like, she has, I'm just going to tell you, she has a nice shape. Is Chris blind? Is he hard of seeing? I just, you you see why Chris is the way he is. His dad just terrible, 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 terrible job. This is not what you do. Your, Your son is not your friend. You don't go laughing it up about the shape. Your daughter-in-law. Oh my God, this is gross. Rude, and Chris is like, Yeah, so crude. Chris is like, yeah, she's cold. She's cold. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then what even irritated me more, I'm going to call him a fake pastor. I don't actually, a fake ass pastor. I don't care if he is real or whatever. He's back there also kicking it up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so annoyed, guys. So... Paige is with her girls, and, you know, we've been so focused on whether he's going to find her attractive or anything. Let me tell you, for my part, the only reason why I didn't focus so much on whether Paige is going to worry was, like, Paige just gave up the vibes of, I don't care who's at the end of the altar, as long as I have a husband, I'm good. So that was why I didn't give it that much thought. But she tells her girls that she's worried about the chemistry, that his vows were great, but he was staring at the paper the whole time. And it felt disconnected. Okay, I see what she's saying, but I mean, that's a lot to ask for. <laughs> I don't think you it's a lot to ask that. for someone to look at you as they say marriage vows. Not all the whole time. You're trying to read. You're very yeah. nervous. Glance up once or twice. He did yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I, honestly, I thought their pictures were awkward. I don't think he was all there. And then that was where I saw what she meant. He seemed checked out like his body was there but he was not there her train was good though i liked her train that was really cute but yeah he just seems spaced out but a symbol of chemistry i don't know if you know like they've always said if your man and a woman are together when you hug the amount of space between their pelvis area determines the relationship so when you're attracted to each other and you like each other your pelvis is like when you hug you smush together and then when there's space, like an eighth grade dance, then it's like friend zone. You've heard of this before, right? I've never heard this, but learn something oh. new every day. Oh, okay. So anyways, when they hugged or when they were, it was when they were dancing. Yeah, when they were dancing in their first dance, there was a lot of space on there. I mean, you know, so it's not a symbol of anything, but maybe that day they were just not there uncomfortable. So, but either way, as they're talking to us, um... This guy tells us that on paper, everything sounds great. What is your theory about on paper? If someone has to use in front of the statement, we're good with on paper, that means that in actuality, they're not good. (laughs) Although we may be wrong because Miles uses it a lot. So, but this, I mean, at this is. point in this, in like in this whole thing, I actually wanted Paige to walk out of this. Yeah. Well, she should have. I don't know. I understand why she didn't, but yeah. I, I, I could please continue because it doesn't get any better. <laughs> yeah, guys, it doesn't. Because let me tell you that Chris is not just stupid; he's vapid. 
his brain is empty because they're dancing and you meet someone for the first time. Other people are asking, how many kids do you want? What do you do? What, you know, what is your goal? Your parents, Chris is asking, do you wear a lot of makeup? Do you wear a lot of designer stuff? Are you five? (laughs) And every time she answers, all he says is interesting, interesting, interesting. Wow. So he asked, um, she asked him why he moved to Atlanta. And this man went on a long rant about finance school. What is finance school? He says he went to finance school in Arizona. I actually thought he meant University of Phoenix because Chris never actually says things directly. But he just went on and on and on to the point where I'm like, I'm sure she regrets asking why he moved. Because till now, I don't know why he moved. I still don't get it. (laughs) It does not matter what the topic is. With Chris, in some way or somehow, it will always go back to money. Yeah. It is so bizarre. Yeah, because it's how he defines himself. She asked about the engagement and he's like, oh, long story, I got time. (laughs) Paige is like, we just got married. We got time. Stop talking. This is like the third said, time that they've talked about the engagement. Like, this is so bad. Yeah. When you're first, in the- oh, it's crazy. But because it gets now- worse. It gets worse. Because <laughs> now you bred it up. That's all you think about. Like, I, I just felt like he kind of ruined her day. But he says they didn't trust each other. She's like, what does that even mean? And then he keeps going on. And then he made the statement that really annoyed me. He's like, I don't have baggage. I don't have kids or nothing. Uh, Sir? Let us go back to why did you break up? I felt like I didn't have her undivided attention and I had my friendships. Oh, so both of you were cheating on each other. (laughs) Or you were cheating and you suspected her of cheating because you were cheating. And you were insecure and you were projecting. Yep. That translation. Why would anybody, like, this is where I'm like, Paige, just leave. Why would, I would, why do I want to be in a relationship with someone who literally describes their cheating behavior as I had my friendships? (laughs) And it's not a relationship that was like years ago. This is like months, months ago. But he's all keeps going on, giving himself accolades. Like, you know, know, I'm not sure. I'll tell you my weaknesses if I have any weaknesses. And from nowhere, are you a virgin? What is wrong with this guy? (laughs) I mean, Paige takes it in stride because she's just like, no. Did you think I was? If I was, what did you think? I mean, he said interesting again. Oh, my God. But... Anyway, the next question is, are you affectionate? Then the next question is, do you have a high sex drive? This guy is very surface. This is not a person that is ready to be married. So he goes again. He's not ready for a girlfriend. He's not ready to go on (laughs) dates. There is nothing. I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh, there's still waters run deep. Or there's, I don't think there's anything there. But that's crazy. Paige answered every question. Even the, do you have a high sex drive? She said she wasn't, but she eventually answered. And I'm like, wow, girl, you better than I am. Run, Paige, run. (laughs) I think that's a hashtag. (laughs) So he tells her he fasted for three days and he didn't masturbate so that he could come on here with a clear mind. And then before he finishes, are you on contraceptions? Which is a pet peeve because it's not contraceptions. Are you on contraceptive? But what is this guy? Mm. Again, Paige answered. Again. But do you know, this is what I think about Chris. All these questions. To him, she's auditioning for a role. And she's supposed to fit into whatever, like, 
asking, he's not asking these questions so that he can get any old answer so he can learn about her. He's determining whether she's going to do the job that he has assigned to her. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. Continue. (laughs) So Chris' dad is giving a toast and he brings up kids. He's even named the kids. He says he's ready for, first of all, I already think it's kind of annoying when people talk about kids for people. Like, just don't be in people's business when it comes to kids. But he's like, he's ready. He's named them Chris the Third and Crystal. But anyways, I saw the look you were talking about last week about Dr. Viviana. It was cute. Very Saturday night feverish. So, um, <laughs> Paige is with his parents. Again, with the you're beautiful. She says good things. He's like, she's very articulate and ambitious. Anyways, she asks him for any words of advice. He asks Chris's parents and he lets the mom go first. The mom, who is clearly not in a happy marriage, is like, don't go months and weeks being angry at one another. Talk to each other. Aid, why are you going months and weeks <laughs> angry and not speaking to your spouse? Because you're in a bad marriage? I just want to go back to his, his dad's speech. Yeah. Where we, you know, we have figured out that this is a family affliction. You get up at your son's wedding and you could tell any story about him from his childhood when he was kind to his siblings. Yeah. When he, when he learned about God in church, there are so many cute little things that kids do. You just have to pick one. You go back to, he started a business and started making money. I'm like, you people are obsessed with money, money and grandkids. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah, Cause literally that's the only thing he feels he has to offer. Because what else do you, like, describe, what do you think he has to offer other than that? So. And I, will, I also think that he is very threatened by her being successful. She was not supposed to be successful. Chris yes. is very confused because he wants someone to want him for his money. Yes. But he also um, thinks everybody's a gold digger. It's, yes. it's go for, I'm not using go to therapy as an insult. I don't even think therapy could fix this one. <laughs> <laughs> His pastor is there. He could Too far it. gone. <laughs> so, um, left field, his mom says, take your time having babies and get to know each other. Meaning, run. When the time you get to know my son, you don't want to be tied down because you have a baby. So maybe <laughs> Chris's mom knows something we don't know. But <laughs> his dad's advice. I don't know. Are y'all sitting for this one? His dad's advice was the most disgusting thing I have ever heard in all 12 seasons of Married at First Sight. And we've had pieces of work on there. His dad says when he comes home, he's exhausted. And what he wants to do is to be intimate with his wife. And his dad is also doing, do you understand what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, right? You get me, right? And he's like, I don't want to be intimate, not once a month. Do you get me? He wants someone. How do you say this to someone you just met? Because she's auditioning the role of being your son's um, bang. Oh, I don't. I don't have a nice way of saying this. I a fuck buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's like it has to be cons- consistent. He's not complicated. And then the way he was looking, ah, grossed out. Ugh. It's it like gross. really, you know. It's really quite difficult to like judge people off such short TV. This is not editing. <laughs> 
These words came out of your mouth to this woman. We watched it. You are a terrible human being. And even if Paige thought Chris was great, based on this conversation alone, she should run out of here because no one would want to be related to these people by marriage or blood. Oh, man. That was not cool at all. But anyways, um, Chris is with his friends. Man, this conversation. Her friends asked him if he was fully healed. He did not say no. He went again on one of these Chris monologues, and I, I can't keep up. And if he's going to give us monologues for the rest of the season, I don't know what to do. Because I can't keep tuning in and glossing out and fading out because I don't know what he's saying. So he says Paige is different from other women that I'm used to. That she's the opposite of the ritzy girl, pretty girl. I don't know if anyone heard when he said pretty girl. And who wants you to pay for everything. And his friends was like, she's not a trophy wife. And then he goes, she's not. She has the body of a goddess. <laughs> oh, my God. And she has a fat ass. And I'm like, uh. He's like, she's probably the woman I need, but not the woman I've wanted in the past. Let me just say this. That sounds like an insult, but there are two ways to look at it. She's probably the woman I need, but not the woman I've wanted. Sometimes you don't know what's good for you. And then you find what's good for you. Now, it's now if you're open to it or if you're ready to receive what it is that's good for you. But we know what Chris meant when he said that. And he's all like, and he's, her friends are telling him, like, marriage is not just about career and money. And he's just from, I, I don't know if we were expecting it. I mean, we suspected, but I thought from the way things were going that he liked her. But he just tells us in the confessional, he's like, um, let me just say this. I'm not 100% attracted to her. Were you shocked? Um, <clears throat> I was shocked, but then I was like, why are you shocked? You should have <laughs> known from the moment she came down the aisle. Yeah, I mean, I thought so, but his recovery was so good and the way he kept going on about her body and his stuff. Let, okay, I don't think that, I'm not saying it, but Chris is basically calling Paige a butterface. For our listeners who don't know, that is slang for everything is nice but her face. So I think Chris thinks like she has a nice body, but he doesn't think that she's pretty in the face. But he can't say that on Married at First Sight. So he said it in all different ways except that. And, and so, it's very interesting that Chris chose to be diplomatic about this one thing after running his mouth about all kinds of things before this. Honestly, I don't think he was diplomatic. I think the producers made him say that. I'm not 100% attracted to her is the most diplomatic thing he said all night, so I'll give it to him. (laughs) (laughs) So he continues saying that this is different from what he's used to. It doesn't mean it's the opposite of being beautiful, just different, and that she's beautiful in her own way. And if you remember just 10 minutes ago, Ed and I just told you, if there are many qualifiers, then it's a lie. So he's doing way too many qualifiers to say, I'm not saying she's not, she's not in a long roundabout way. He keeps saying that the convo is amazing. What convo? The one where you asked her if she's on contraceptives and he, she can be his best friend, but he needs to find out what he's attracted to. <laughs> the friends are still talking around him and then they ask him, what excites you the most about her? And of all the things he said, I thought he was going to say her ass. And I was really hoping he wasn't going to say that. He said the honeymoon baby talk. And at this point, I'm over the conversation. I was over the conversation because I thought it couldn't get any worse. (laughs) 
And then I thought, like, you know what? He's reached his point, the honeymoon baby talk. And then he just went on. He was like, it's okay. I have a strong pullout game. Are you the Duke of fucking Hastings? <laughs> I think he believes himself to be. But at this point, I'm not the only one over the conversation because one friend just went stone-faced. The other one actually rolled her eyes. I was like, what in the world is happening? Like, am I even... Is this even real life? Just ew to everything. I and loved because... her friends so much. I yes. love them. I mean, I just... One of them, <laughs> she couldn't hide her face. She yeah. was just like... My right. friend, my friend. Yeah. The other one was like, let me just keep on challenging him and like asking him questions to reframe his thinking. Oh. Yeah. But because of all this, I was not looking forward to the Chris section of the sex talk that they have with the groomsmen. I was not because I'm like, if it's bad already, how is this going to be? Because his friend was like, and then the way his friend chose to ask him was like, are you going to be in an entanglement tonight? You know what? It was better than what I expected, to be honest. If this was the worst that it was, that's fine. So, anyway, he says that he, he says he tells us again that she looks different, but he does like a woman with a nice shape and he can appreciate her assets. And uh, the other friend is like, it looks like a nice fit. And then Chris continues, oh, when I went to pick up the train, I looked up and I. This is just gross. First of all, this is your wife. I'm not saying men don't have their talk, which in itself is problematic. But now you've married your wife. You're on camera and you're talking to them about her like she's someone that you just, I don't know. And like again, she's a stripper at the club. Was there. I'm sorry, what? Like she's a stripper at the club instead of your wife. I don't, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah. But anyways, he tells us that he hasn't decided if he wants to have sex with her or not. Has she decided if she wants to have sex with you? Aren't you the one who said you were waiting? Man, this guy's just like insufferable. They're just the worst. So um, she's with her friends. Paige is with her friends. And they're asking her about outfits. She says, oh, I have two. And they tell her to go with the cute and comfy and not go with the sexy. Translation, we hate him. He doesn't deserve the goods. Don't give him the goods. Don't wear your sexy outfit. And she tells them, I don't know, I was surprised by this. She's like, oh, I'm definitely attracted to him. Because I just thought she'd been on, like, eh, I'm not sure about this guy. But she did say she's definitely attracted to him. Were you surprised by that? Um, yeah, I really was. I was. Like, I don't. There was nothing. I, I, I'm speechless, actually. <laughs> <laughs> How could you be attracted to someone, even if she thought he was cute when she first saw him? Once he opened his mouth, surely it's over. Yeah, there was just like, ugh. But the friends are really concerned about this honeymoon baby. I think they're scared that, I think because she said she's attracted. No, when she said she was attracted to him, they were like, oh, yeah, that's good. I thought they'd be like, oh, no. Because the friend was like, <laughs> um, maybe they think that, you know, Chris is really going to, you know, put one in her. But then the friend also gives perspective that depending on, depending on how you look at it, it could be good or it could be bad. Like, it looks like he's looking for who fits his life, but it's good if she's the one, and it's bad if she's not the one, you know, that fits in there. And the friend who has the most sense, Nancy, was just like, uh, she's more than a beautiful woman with ovaries. Because she's clocked him. I think she clocked him from jump that he's not someone <laughs> that you should even <laughs> spend your second with. 
But then the other friend who, for some reason, was still trying to stick up for him was like, well, he's transparent. He has a dry and inappropriate sense of humor. But um, like on another level, like he means well. And I'm like, no, no, no. She's like on a deeper level. He means well. Nope, he does not. I don't even know where she found that from. But the other friend was just like, yeah. I mean, when he came to come get her, he came to get her and was like, oh, he's come to get his wife. And they made a joke about it that he called her his wife. She's like, eh, every now and then he does something to make me like him. Isn't that so telling? <laughs> it is. But, you know, I thought that that whole coming to kidnap the wife moment, that was actually cute. Yeah. So, but Paige tells us he's mine and I'm stuck with him. I don't like hearing women say stuck with marriage. It just runs my blood cold. And they go upstairs. Cripps helps her out the dress. Again, we get no shower. One season, I'm looking for someone to take a shower. And then he tells us that he's falling more attractive. He's, he, he's falling. Yeah, he said he's falling more attractive to her. This doesn't make any sense. But he basically means that he's finding her more and more attractive. So maybe as they move along, it's going to come over and over and grow. But the only other thing I had was, like, all the women had cute nightwear. Um, Good all, for them. All to them. But did you have anything else to add? I don't have words. <laughs> yeah, guys, it was, it, it was something. And it was a very Paige and Chris heavy episode. Like, a lot of it was them, and it was just a lot. But instead of spending a little more time, that's really all about it was. Can we talk about the preview? Sure, but I mean, I was seriously disturbed. Like, I don't even like Paige that much. There's too much cultivated and manifested for me. But I just really did not enjoy watching a whole TV show of her being treated that way. By his dad, by him. I I did not enjoy that, even a little bit. I had to take a break in the middle, because I was so upset. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, the preview. (laughs) What I got from the preview is where Brianna and Vincent were saying, I love you. Yeah, but I thought it was like a, it seemed like it was like one of those, what's that thing they make them do? Activities or something? Because there was another couple right after where they were doing something cutesy also. But I'm not sure. That was how it seemed to me. You know, they do a lot of fake outs. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, who knows? But uh, how is that what you got out of the preview? I thought you were going to talk about Baby Gate. I know. I I think you should talk about it. (laughs) Well, the thing about Baby Gate is, oh, (laughs) you guys, Aid is is being tentative because she's a spoiler queen. I know nothing. So if anybody knows, please don't spoil it for me or for us. But we don't want to spoil anything for anyone. I know nothing. But from what I took about the preview, someone is getting pregnant this season. Now, what we don't know is if it is Paige or if it is his ex or a completely different woman. Everyone in the social seems to think like his ex gets pregnant. But I'm like, from what we know, it could be Paige because they showed us a scene where Pastor Cal asked him about sex and they say they're having sex every day, but they're not using contraceptions. I'm just kidding. I'm just saying it like Chris. But what is it with these couples? Can I just say? (laughs) Well, no, that's fine. But every couple, like every season having sex and not using contraception. I don't I, I don't like the fact that every time and every season they show it, it's always the black couples. They've never shown a nun. When they did, when um, Ryan and Jackie were having sex, they made it a point to show us, oh, they were using condoms. The condom was literally on the floor. But with the black couples, it's always like, we're not using anything. I don't know, that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. 
agreed. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what? I, I, I think my mind is actually blown. Like, I know that there's like two weeks leading up to the wedding. There's a lot to do. Um, but like, buy some condoms. Yes, the condoms here. Not... They give them condoms. It's right there. And they just don't use them. I, they just I don't, don't use get it. it. Yeah, I, I think, anyway, it, it is it is a really terrible trend on this show. A really <laughs> terrible trend. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think we're going to figure out, hopefully I don't find out, but it's kind of hard if you're on social media sometimes because we've had someone in the comments just leave a spoiler. Um, before, I think last season, someone spoiled like Miles and uh, Karen stayed together. But yeah, so but that preview looked like we are going to get an explosive season. It does look explosive. I feel like ugh, the fact that they showed in the preview that I guess Paige and Chris are going to make it to decision day really upset me. <laughs> I was like, oh, so it's eight weeks of Paige having to deal with this man. Great. Yeah, you think they will learn their lesson? Like with Kate and Luke, I've said it again. They should have taken her out of that, you know, situation because. You stay with someone who is obviously not healthy for you and they have to go through it, go through it, and you're trying to prove your quote-unquote love for this person. Why? For what? And I don't know. Just the fact we... I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but last season I said the same thing. Why would you pick someone who's fresh out of an engagement? Like, from a mile away, like, the experts are smart. If nobody else, Dr. Pepper is smart. You can tell that Chris is not a serious human being. Why would you inflict some him on someone else like it's not fair but he's got the double whammy of being chris and being chris who recently ended an engagement yeah you could not find a more terrible combination yeah and it's somebody's life like don't put them in that situation so eh. yeah that's all our couples (sighs) so tane who has your bouquet for this week (laughs) my bouquet goes to nancy Nancy, (laughs) Paige's friend (laughs) who knew What's up? She can smell the bullshit from afar. She's trying to be nice because she's on camera, but I really hope she took Paige on the side and said, girl, you need to run. You need to go. Like, don't do nothing with this man. But it was Nancy. But I have a, a one B. If I had to pick a couple that had, was in my bouquet, it would be Virginia and Eric. I really, really liked how comfortable they were with each other. Like, in spite of their differences, the laughter. I love a couple that laughs together. So, yeah. So who is your burnt ashes? You know, it's kind of going to be rote right now to just keep saying Chris, Chris, Chris all the time. So my burnt ashes is his dad. Chris the first. Terrible human being. Same. Same. I was like, there'll be so many opportunities to, I mean, we might have to eliminate this segment if we just say Chris every week. We'll just give a bouquet and forget the burnt ashes. (laughs) But to save Chris, his dad. Good God. But then if Chris wasn't on the show, who would have the burn ashes? Mm, I hate to say it, but Jacob. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Just true. for being so awkward. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, not giving Haley anything to work with. Yeah. That's true. Well, guys, we're about to wrap it up. I think this was a long episode. Um, we got a really great review this week and it really, really touched our hearts because it was so sweet. I'm not going to say her full name, but it was from Catherine 83 and her review says, I started listening to your show last season and absolutely love you both. 
During COVID, working from home and feeling anxiety and stress, I have found joy and I guess escape by listening to this show. I find the unique way that one of you pronounces says incredibly endearing, unlike the reviewer that you read this week, and find both of your voices calming and very easy to listen to. Thanks for doing this show as you both have made me feel less lonely during this time period of my life. How sweet is that, Aid? It was, I mean, it was the nicest review we've ever gotten. And honestly, this COVID is not over and people are still going through hard times. And for someone to tell us that we make it even a little bit better with this foolishness that we do every week, (laughs) it was was amazing. So thank you so much, Catherine. It was. Thank you. And I hope we all get through this hump together. COVID ends one day. 2021. It's our year. (laughs) so so that's it for this week guys feel free to follow us on instagram at twitter at altercallmafs that's a-l-t-a-r-c-a-l-l-m-a-f-s we love hearing from you guys on social media no spoilers and no tagging (laughs) (laughs) we're available anywhere that you listen to podcasts thank you so so much for your support and for listening to our show don't forget to subscribe rate and review us the five stars really help us on whichever platform you listen to us Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and everywhere else. Bye, guys. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.